0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 134 of the Lookout Podcast. I'm, of course, Meals. I'm here with LJ. And we are here to talk about My Hero Academia today, quite frankly. I mean, the series has been booming. It's been banging. I'm obviously a stan, and and it's my favorite one. You, obviously, someone who merely follows the series...
1: I like this season. Season six is really good so far. I've I've been saying, though, like this is this is one of the best ones out right now.
0: Listen, it is so good. Like, of course, he got in his bag
1: with this. Like the war arc is different, man. I can't. Listen, I could I could be a hater, but I could be a hater with some type of like, Nah, he got Nah, He got in his duffy on this
0: one. All right. Well, all right. So before we get into all of that. We have something to explain. Well, you have at least something to explain. Or we have something to talk about, all right? So, for the past week, you've been talking about, oh, when does the new Pokemon game come out? And I was like, why do you ask? And he says, I want to get it. And I was like, why would you get it? You don't even like Pokemon that much. To which you responded, I love Pokemon. What are you talking about? I need to get this off the sir i don't believe you i still don't why don't believe you believe thing. that i don't
1: like pokemon <laughs> i no. I, be- just be-
0: not- I don't be- i believe you don't like pokemon i don't believe you do like pokemon that's
1: <laughs> what i'm saying like well, i don't understand why like i'm just not i'm, I'm not like die hard like i'm not like y'all y'all listen y'all on a different level than me when it comes to pokemon yeah, sure like, completely different level which i would truly respect I'm a very casual fan, but I still like to just immerse myself. Just like, you know what? The game is fun. It's fun to just like pop it in and play for like an hour or two. Then boom, I go on about my day.
0: I've never heard you comment about anything regarding the game, which is why I'm like, yo, i just never heard you say (laughs) leave it. I've never even heard you finish the game. (laughs) But like it's like okay, it's like when me and you play
1: Pokemon Go together. where it's like I tell you all, I'm like I I haven't played
0: I... Pokemon Go with you in years, bro. But,
1: so, I know, but every time we get in New York together, we play.
0: Okay, sure. And
1: so that's why I just be like, you know what? It's there for me to. Connect but if I'm not, but if I'm not there, but if
0: but if I'm not there, you're not playing the game.
1: Not really. Not not go. Yeah, I, okay. not go like that. Okay. But also too, I, I did tell you. Also, you can't leave this part out. I said I'm gonna also get the game for Kaya, because Kaya actually does really enjoy Pokemon. Like, I she, believe she's, that she's a lot fully more invested into it. I
0: like, believe she, that a lot more than I believe that you have any interest or, or, or like or will, um, do anything regarding this game. Like, that's really
1: crazy. You and we like we had like a. Full blown conversation, like back and forth of you not because I don't believe you. I still don't
0: believe you. First of all, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, to be honest with you, does not look that great of a game um thus far, as from everything that I've been told um or been shown, doesn't look very memorable. Doesn't look very thing. I could be wrong. There's a lot of stuff they don't show us in these trailers, but the trailers they have shown. Nothing has bowed me, nothing has surprised me. The gimmick for this game does not enthrall me. I am not a meta player, so I do not care what crystal comes over their head and what type they change to. I don't care. Um, but I have never even seen you comment on any of the trailers for the <laughs> game.
1: I watched them though, that's the most important part. The only thing I didn't know, I was like, I was because. Actually I didn't know I just needed a clarification of just like when does it release again? I was like, i s I'm promising but I'm like Mills knows. Like if there's something about I Pokemon, Mills is gonna know. Why
0: why would <laughs> I not know? You and know you, why you I would know? Because, because you're
1: fully invested with Pokemon.
0: Because i you're play black I ash. Like <laughs> I am a trainer without with no name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I listen. Lost my name a long time ago. Um <laughs> This is so crazy.
1: Like, you really don't believe I enjoy it. Like, it's so wild. You think I, I'm lying about playing the Pokemon games.
0: I think that you getting the game, I'm, I feel like you don't need to get the game because you're not even going to finish it.
1: Well, really, it's for Kaya. Her birthday's at Monday. So, I'm getting a game for her as a gift, but also, it's like, I could play it,
0: too, when I want to. Um... Okay, I mean, you'll see. I feel uh, this is
1: a long-about way of you telling me you just didn't want to go with me to go get the game.
0: It's not even that, first of I all. I think that's going be is. I so think you busy. were trying. I, we're going to be so busy during that weekend. I remember it because last year, the, the or yes, last year, um, the Diamond and Pearl remix came out. Also very unspectacular games. And I did not even get to touch that game. Until like the Thursday after we came back from Anime NYC. I was so busy from that whole weekend, plus doing videos, plus making sure the podcast is out, plus doing all my other podcasts. I had no time to play that game. And I feel like it's going to be exactly the same thing with Scarlet and Violet. And the one thing that I can always count on, if Carlos does get the game, because he does not seem very interested in this game, to be honest with you, is... Um, He is someone who will be much further than I am, and I will have to absolutely catch up. But that said, I don't believe you. But we'll (laughs) see. see.
1: Once again, I feel that this is just you telling me that you just didn't want to get the game with me. It's okay. This is like a a roundabout breakup. It's a Um, roundabout Pokemon breakup. Or like you're just dubbing me. That's it. It's okay.
0: (laughs) This week, we sent two members of our own shout out to shout out to um versace vegeta shout out to ad who went to atlanta anime weekend atlanta i always get it wrong anime weekend atlanta so one i'm saying this publicly on the podcast so those who are part of anime weekend atlanta know that we are covering this (laughs) because i'm never gonna hold the they try to play us but um the child was like, come on man, you see the views, you see the action, like Come on, know, bro, you
1: see the swag, you know yeah. it's the lookout. Like how come you're on, not bro. gonna
0: have us there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen a you know what? I have. Um, but nonetheless, anime weekend Atlanta, it looks like a good time. It looks like a lot of black people who love anime. That's what it looks like to me. It legitimately looks like a lot of black I'm people. Black.
1: That's so sub. I'm happy about that. I love seeing I mean, that's how I will not say Anime NYC had that same exact feeling, but there was a lot of black
0: people. Anime, Yeah, well definitely, but NYC is such a melting pot of so many different people that there was like a billion, jillion, million people there. Um, And I look forward to seeing who else is going to be there during that time. Um, And thank you guys for supporting our last episode. You know, Peter Tatara of Anime NYC, director of Anime anime NYC, teaching us how um, anime conventions go down um anything in the news, anything that you've watched, anything that you read before we get into this interview with Turtle Quirk. Uh yeah. So, um hold on. I got to go down
1: my watch list because low key I've been watch I've been I've been watching some heat. All right. I'm okay. like I like, I'm very proud of myself. I've been I've been batting a high average when it comes to animes that I am I'm,
0: I'm glad because I've been I got this um of course, you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a FanDuel fanatic at this point. And because I made a bet on FanDuel, all you had to do was make a $5 bet. And they gave you three months of NBA League Pass for free.
2: Oh, that's and, love.
0: Bruh, I've been watching basketball for the last, like, four weeks. <laughs> or th- two weeks, rather. The past two weeks, like, uninterrupted. Every night. I'm like, I should really watch something else. I'm so good backed up on shows because i've just been watching basketball um so that's where i've been at these past of weeks the right, look it how was... it's
1: slowly gonna turn into uncut gems uh, Ooh, uh, or rspn i mean A-R-S-N. i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I ain't <laughs> who knows listening. hey listen gotta fill a void somewhere
0: mills, um, mills
1: is mills is turning into howard ratner it's crazy
0: God, hilarious all right so what heat have you been watching sir? all
1: right so i am fully behind this anime called Shinobi No Otoki. Um, okay. So it, it's, I think it's only four, is it four episodes in?
0: Shinobi No Otoki.
1: Okay. It's all Crunchyroll. It's very new. Um,
0: is there a manga? I,
1: I'm sure there is. I have not, I haven't got, I haven't done the, the full deep dive on it. I've just Wikipedia, been watching the anime. Wikipedia
0: does not show a manga. Interesting. Go on though. Okay, so essentially it
1: follows this um oh it is an original anime series. Cool. Um so essentially if you follow this, you know, young man who thinks that like, hey, should I, my just, life.
0: should I read the Wikipedia plot for you? You could. Definitely you could read it. It says in modern day Japan, after an attempt is made to kill him, Itoki Sakabuba learns that he is a direct descendant and rightful heir of the Iga Ninja Clan ninjas. Um, his mother sends him to Ninjutsu Gakugin. Sounds like some Naruto shit. And only na- the only national ninja school in Japan to study and train as a ninja. While investigations are being made to discover who is trying to kill him and why. At the school, Itoki becomes involved with his new classmates and why some beautiful yet deadly young ninja girls. But danger is always present, especially when there is a suspected traitor inside the school
1: yeah so essentially it's that and it's funny because they do make like some naruto jokes on there um and like there are some naruto references but other than that like it's just a really fun series to watch i'm really investing into
0: it between um, this and I'm, classroom delete you really like like school classroom animes huh
1: yeah hey it's cool in real life but hey man classrooms in in school and
0: you just have wanted always violence to be part of the curriculum at school, and <laughs> it's you not and I want violence. It's got to be like add some suspense to this. Like
1: I have to go yeah. to school knowing that like. If I do bad in school, my whole classroom is going to be, like, homeless or something. I probably would have tried a little harder. Like, got to up the ante with me. Well, Can't do just... they have
0: to go, do they have, do, in this classroom, do they still have to go through the normal curriculum of, like, math, arithmetic? Reading, no, is
1: they're learning strictly how to be ninjas. All right. Um, it's a tra- so... some
0: sort of trade school, I feel yeah, like. It's a tra- yeah, it's definitely trade, trade yeah, school. I feel like you would have maybe thrived in this environment more than actual school. Maybe.
1: No, yeah, definitely. Sometimes you just got to find your, you know, listen. Yeah, you, you got to find the things that you're good at. You got to find your tribe. You have to find, you know, your group. Um, yeah, you got to find that. I didn't have that. I didn't have ninja school. There was no <laughs> ninja school available here. Um, sadly, I'm surprised New York doesn't have one. Y'all have schools for everything else, but not a ninja school as well.
0: We have... um we have, we have Tiger Shulman's Martial Arts School. <laughs> Tiger Shulman's. So, yeah, we have that. Um, Tiger Shulman's. Show.
2: Tiger Shulman's.
0: Um, but with that said, we have some more stuff to talk about. If you're a fan of My Hero Academia, you're going to love this episode because we speak to uh, one of the guys who pretty much when I found my hero academia and I found his videos online that I became a fan instantly. And now I kind of like harass him in his DMS from time to time about my hero stuff and attack on Titan stuff and all this other stuff. So we have turtle quirk who's returning to the show has not been on a number of years, but he's returning to the show um, fully full full time content creator. He's living the dream that only <laughs> we could think of. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk to him next. On the lookout, a decisive battle is upon us, an all out war between the villains of the Paranormal Liberation Front. And the hero sworn to protect this world is about to begin. If you're too slow, it'll be the end of Japan. We're ready. You're the devil's pawn
2: and you will face justice. My Hero Academia, Season 6.
0: And we are back on the lookout. We have a recurring guest well i don't want to say recurring recurring recu- i feel like recurring is like i don't know i guess i don't know is it two times is it a recurring guest <laughs> like if you if you host something more than once are you technically considered recurring or like a revisiting
2: like yeah so I'm when you confused. say recurring what i would think of is like like every other month but but it it does make sense to say it though because it is, this is the second time
0: This is the second time. This is the second time. So for those of you who have been listening for quite some time, because this is his first time in, I I have a clock since September of 2020. Wow. Um, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) So much shit has changed. Um, We have Turtle Quirk back on the lookout. Um, Welcome back, my
2: friend. Glad to be back. Two years. I didn't even know it was that long. (laughs) (laughs) i I have no idea (laughs) 2022 i thought huh so yeah
0: listen well all right so last time you were on the podcast september of 2020 right this is before this is like a month before maybe a couple weeks before season four of attack on titan debuts this is like this is before we're probably like still trying to pick up the pieces with the anime world dubs and subs and, and manga are still like at a weird staggered pace because of how everything is going. How has everything changed for you? I'm, 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 I'm asking you um, as someone who creates content, because we're going to talk a little bit about that. And also we're going to talk about it, like, you know, my hero academia and maybe a little bit of tech on tie in and maybe a little bit of chainsaw man as well. Um, hopefully we can fit that all within a lot of time, but how has pretty much your life changed since the last time you were on this podcast? And if it's greater, I fully take full credit for <laughs> being the inflection point that changed your life and sprungboard you into superstardom.
2: Well, you know, I, I appreciate it. I, I agree as well. I think it was largely down to you as well. Um, but yeah, no, my life changed. It's changed a lot because um, at the time when we did the podcast the last time, I was mainly talking about like my Academia on my channel uh that's pretty much all i ever spoke about and uh and then yeah when it got to the attack on titan season i remember one of my friends was like why don't you do attack on titan breakdowns and i was like nah, i don't know like, like i just didn't feel like it um like i, I didn't even think about doing it because at the time i only talked about one series which was my hero and then i just kind of did it almost just to see what would happen and then i remember the response just kind of blew me away and then by the end of the season like we were sometimes occasionally like trending on youtube and stuff and it was really it was ridiculous um And so, yeah, I kind of just rode that wave of Attack on Titan stuff um, until today. And like now I'm kind of thinking about doing more Chainsaw Man content because, you know, Attack on Titan is basically done now. Uh, I guess the anime is coming back next year. But for the most part, that's like the last thing um, Mm -hmm. for the series, which is sad because I wish there was like a sequel or prequel coming, but I I doubt it. Uh, I feel like Isayama is pretty much done. You know, he was doing that for 10 years straight. So, yeah, it's time to, I guess.
0: No, he's going to be at. Um, so we're going to Anime NYC next month, and he's going to be at Anime NYC. Um, and we have full intentions on pressing him about. Oh more... yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs> I, I I have I listen. I have questions. I already put it. I put it on the interview. I just got questions about a couple things
0: that he did. Well, you know? Jamal is going to press him about the last chapter of Attack on Titan. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure.
1: I have to. I just listen, man. I just feel as a fan, as a person that has invested my time into this, I deserved a little better. Just a little bit.
0: <laughs> what was was your thoughts all right so i don't want damn i didn't want to get too spoilery in the beginning of the actually you know what let's hold off on that let's hold off i want to get into all the manga talk all after the fact when we can properly say like hey spoilers ahead um be warned instead of it coming at the beginning of this interview and ruining it for everybody um but no you're you you have evolved i first of all i want to say i'm a big fan of yours nonetheless i know we are you know We talk quite a bit, but I'm a big fan of yours, and you're the reason why I have learned to use Final Cut Pro. I'm not even sure if you still use Final Cut Pro.
2: Oh, I do. Um, Yeah, I I still use it.
0: Oh, okay. You're the reason why. I legitimately like, oh, okay. He started using it. You put up a video of how to use Final Cut Pro, and I looked at that video and began using Final Cut Pro, and that's Kyle kind of how like I generate most of the videos that we do. Um they aren't as nice, they aren't as flashy. I don't know how to do the I don't I didn't download all the plugins like you did to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but you are very good at creating content and I've learned quite a bit from you, not just from how to create content. But like a lot on Attack on Titan as well, because uh, quite frankly, season four, I would be lost if you had not explained the memories thing where he's looking forward, but seeing this and yeah. then looking back. Be- yeah, I would <laughs> talk about the process, how it goes and like creating your content, like create like going through and like planning these videos and like actually doing the research to be able to explain all this stuff.
2: Yeah. So like. For Attack on Titan, it it was slightly different from what I'm doing right now with Chainsaw Man. So when it came to Attack on Titan, it would literally be like, the episode comes out on Sundays, right? So from pretty much the Monday, maybe Monday to Wednesday or something, I would literally be like rereading the chapters because I've already read them, but I I would like go through just to find any like small Easter eggs or maybe things that I might have missed the first time around. And whenever I would find something that I'm, whenever I find something that I'm certain like people will not get this the first time because I didn't get it. Um, I would write that down like is this confusing or you know is this hard is this easy to miss and so I'd write all those like important things down because I know that's the thing that people want to see right like because once you watch an episode you you've seen it you Mm -hmm. watch my videos to find out what you didn't understand or what you didn't see so those are the main things that I'm scanning for in the manga but of course sometimes the episodes are slightly different right so although I have my notes I'm still waiting for the episode to come out I like watch it really closely to see if there's any differences And then at that point, that's when I'll like basically finish the script off. So I'll have a draft of like the, yeah, I'll have a draft of like what the manga said. And then I wait for the episode, see what the episode says. And then, yeah, I'll edit it based on what's changed and what's different in the the episode. And yeah, that's basically how I was doing it for Attack on Titan the whole time. Nowadays with Chainsaw Man, it's not as extensive because Attack on Titan is like so convoluted and complex sometimes. So like you need to do that prep. Whereas Chainsaw Man is a bit more simple. It's a bit more fun. Um, mm. So, yeah, I literally, like, the episode comes out on Tuesdays. So tomorrow, I'll just read through the manga quickly. I'll write down some notes. And then on Tuesday, when the episode comes out, write a script quickly and then hopefully get it out that night or on Wednesday.
0: Have you been able to do this kind of full time? Or are you, like, still, you know, yeah, weighing between, I've been... like, jobs? and?
2: No, no, I've been doing it full time since we had our last podcast, um, which was... Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I... I actually like uh, in that podcast that was like the first month where I started um, doing it full time Um, and because Attack on Titan was so big so crazy that that like the views were enough Um, and then after a while you build up um, because when you do YouTube for enough you have such a like a backlog of videos that sometimes you just you'll earn a a certain amount even if you're not uploading content um, like new content but obviously it goes (laughs) down after a while like you, you do need to keep uploading and stuff like that um and so right now i'm kind of figuring out like in the future what is going to be um my big thing because you know with attack on time being done you, you always need to be looking ahead like what is going to be the next big thing that you need to um, talk about to keep doing this because it is a fun job it one of my friends said to me like it's the best job in the world and i, I kind of agree with that um mainly because of like the freedom and stuff but it doesn't mean it's not hard like it's still difficult
1: um i mean obviously like being in the same realm of like content creation there was like a point for me where like reading manga i'm not gonna say that it wasn't fun but like i i definitely had it like i was like reading chapters like okay like i have to analyze this i have to break this down i have to like what was that like do you remember that turning point for you it was like okay this is going from like watching just as a, a fun thing i mean it's still fun but like going as just like watching as a fan to now like okay, I have to watch this to, like, really pay attention to detail and, like, really pay attention to, like, the little things that are happening because <laughs> I have to be able to talk about this.
2: So, so yeah, so, well, there's two sides to that because um, when it came to, like, the chapter reviews and stuff like that, I basically stopped doing those because it basically took all the enjoyment out of it. Like, I was, I was reviewing the chapters for a while, but then after a while I was like, wait, if I don't like a chapter, like, I'm still expected to make a video and it's like, sometimes...
1: <laughs> and that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's like, the worst.
2: Like, sometimes you'd read it and you'd be like, I didn't like this. Like, why do I have to talk about this? So I kind of just stopped doing those because whenever I did do one and I liked the chapter, the next week would come and I, and I wouldn't like the chapter. And it's like, oh, I, I don't want to do this. So I just figured it was best to just not do them at all and just enjoy them for what they are. Um, episode reviews are slightly different because you, you guys know, like when the episode comes on and you've already read the manga, you just, you're just watching it. Like, you know what's going to happen for the most part. Um, right (laughs) so it's like you enjoy it and you can talk about it um but when it's a chapter and it's like brand new and you kind of like reacting to it and sometimes you don't like it you don't want to talk about it so yeah um that there's i I still enjoy reading manga a lot but yeah it's the pressure of needing to talk about things all the time um that was a bit too much for me but i have friends who do it every week still like they're they're built different (laughs) but yeah i do not do it
0: no, I and I can see why in a sense because one, I think even when you go through chapter by chapter, and I know Jamal experienced a lot of this too when he was doing the big eyes podcast because that was our manga podcast. But you go by chapter by chapter, sometimes you tend to lose the idea of the bigger story within it, and mm-hmm. you're reviewing such a small segment of it. Like, for instance, I feel like Every time, so we have our Discord, and every time a chapter comes out, it would be like boo or yay, and it's mostly believe it or not, mostly boos for my hero and like yays for JJK. Um, <laughs> but I'm not gonna say who does boos and who does yays, but I'm I'm know. definitely I've been definitely been an MHA booer as of late. <laughs> I'm, I'm an MHA yayer. So yeah, and comes you're here
1: conversation.
0: You're here, obviously, to split the vote, but um, no, but. I it, it kind of you have to like remind yourself that we're you're this is just part of a bigger story and that's kind of one I want to get you know to I'll I'll, give, I'll do one more question before we head into like the kind of like the state of my here academia because I think it's in this uh currently I believe last year or maybe even the year before it felt like it was a little bit of a, a downturn, both not only just in the anime, but in the manga itself. And now it kind of seems like it's back on the rise a little bit in terms of like engaging content. But I want to ask you in regards to just the final thing on kind of content. Um, if there is someone out there who wants to create um content for anime world maybe maybe they want to break in on youtube or something like that what are like key advice key things that you feel like people may not see um or may not take into account beforehand that they probably should that'll make them that'll make the process maybe a little bit more smoother maybe understand a little bit more
2: yeah i mean the main thing is i would say only talk about what you're passionate about um because I mean, for example, like one of my... Um, I was speaking to another YouTuber about this, and he was telling me, like, you know, it'd be so great if you did Demon Slayer on your channel. And I was like, yeah, I know it would probably fit what I talk about, but this is a series that I've tried to get into, and I literally, like, it's just so mid. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people... Been- <gasps> oh. That's
1: <is> crazy. <laughs> wow. But, well, that's been I, a fun talking, guys. Uh, I think I'm No, gonna- no, no.
0: <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. It, it, that's... I... There, you're not the only person who has a sentiment now it's not me who believes this sentiment no we're completely yeah. different but you're not the only person who shares this but go on please go on. yeah
2: and so like if if i was like if i was like what a, uh, if i was built different basically and i i would have basically forced myself to read this theories, which i don't particularly like i would have made videos on it and they probably would have done pretty well but it's like i'm not passionate about it you only took if you talk about what you're passionate about you'll put so much more effort into it and you'll see things that you wouldn't have otherwise. Because, you know, if you're reading a series that you don't like, maybe you're not looking for like the smaller details that maybe you'd miss otherwise. But if you care about something, then you're going to see the things that maybe other people might miss. I guess that's the benefit of being like a super fan. Like you just pick up on things that maybe not everyone else would. And so I guess advice would be, yeah, do something you're passionate about. Talk about what you care about because that will allow you to make better content because you actually know what you're talking about. Um But it is it is hard, like even even at my stage now, like it's hard to differentiate yourself um, from other people sometimes. Um, And I guess, you know, coming up with your own unique theories and ideas like and just things that separate you from other people, that is so important. Like I would hate for someone to go on my channel and not be able to differentiate it in some way from someone else doing a similar thing. That's why I always try and do, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen like my what if videos, stuff like that. Um, where Bro. I kind of make like hypotheticals, like stuff like that. I do it partly because I like it a lot, obviously, but also because I know like no one else is gonna have the exact same idea that I have. So, so if someone watches this video, they'll always know like whenever they think of it, oh, it was turtle Quirk who did that. Like it wasn't so and so; it was turtle Quirk. Um, so I feel like every channel needs to have s- at least one thing that only you can do, that only your mind can come up with, uh, and it doesn't have to be every single week, but just uh, just something once in a while that is only unique to you i think that's very important as well
0: first of all definitely want to give a shout out to like, what if Aaron had become <laughs> the titan <laughs> series i mean erwin sorry um not to confuse it with Aaron, um because that takes a lot that seems like it takes a lot not only just like with the custom illustrations and stuff that goes along with it but the actual like the ideas and concepts and actually like webbing and threading together you're essentially taking all the information you know you have to be very versed within attack on titan to be able to create a series where you know characters motivations and or have an idea of characters motivations um mm. uh what they would do and how they would carry things so that's just uh, to me if you guys haven't seen that kind con- on content on youtube please go check it out on this channel because it's amazing um Thank you, man. One of the things, actually, I did not get to ask you on the last time you were on this podcast, which we do usually with every first guest, which I have no idea why I didn't ask you. Um, I think it, or maybe I did. I don't even remember anymore. But I ask every guest this. How did you get into anime? And what was the gateway anime for you?
2: Gateway anime, when I was like about five or six years old, was Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, that was the gateway anime for me. Like, I was obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh! Just playing the game itself and watching the anime. Mm. Um, so that was definitely the first one. Um, but Beyblade was a big deal as well. Pokemon, if that... Pokemon's a weird one because it is anime, but, like, it almost feels like it's, it doesn't count. Like, it's just a cartoon. Like, it, yeah. like, everyone watches Pokemon. Every single person watches Pokemon. But, um, but yeah, I it's say one those... one of those things.
1: transcendent ones. Just, like, yeah. it was able to break through the anime barrier, become become something, like... This is like yeah. just cartoons all around for everybody.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Like if you ask the random person, like they wouldn't say that's anime. They just say, oh, it's Pokemon. Yeah. Like they wouldn't even think about it. Um, but yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! was a big one for me. And then I kind of went on like a, a a break kind of from it. I don't know why. I just didn't watch it for ages. And it was until Dragon Ball Super came back. That's when I started watching it again. Um, and then mm. eventually that led to My Hero Academia. And i love my hero so much that that's what kind of inspired me to start making videos in the first place um so yeah i've, I've discovered a lot of new anime though over like because like i said there was a whole long period when i wasn't watching anything and so there are a few things that i've had to like um catch up on and that my uh, my brother he's been showing me quite a few as well um, and he got me into black clover which is like one of my favorite of all time now
0: i've not read a single. Actually, I'm lying. I read the first two pages of like the first chapter and I was like, no, I'll pick this up another time. It never did. It's, it's happened <laughs> to so many animes. It took me a
1: couple of times with Black Clover, but I was able to press through.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, in the beginning, that was the same for me as well. I think it wasn't until like, I think like episode 19 or something where I was like, oh, OK, this is good. <laughs> like it took me a while, actually. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites.
0: Um. Okay. Now that you mentioned, or you you did mention, My Hero Academia. Let's get into the state of My Hero Academia. Currently, um hmm. we are currently, like I said, I feel like we're currently at a somewhat of an inflection point. I think when a series kind of goes on for as long as it does, and not that My Hero Academia is is like long arc, and it's not we're not like five hundred episodes in or something. But I do believe, like after a certain time. Um, you know people get used to the characters and people get used to the that's why i believe like shorter shorter mangas typically get more critical acclaim than the longer ones and this one has gone on 300 ch- chapters and it's over 100 episodes at this point um yeah but we're currently at this inflection point it's the largest arc of the series i do believe and it's possibly um the, the most defining one of the second act of the series. Cause I don't know if this, is I don't know if I would say like, this is the definitive My Hero Academia arc.
2: First of all, would say you that.
0: say that? No, no, I would. Okay. um no. But at least in the second act of the series, I think this is like the um kind of where it all comes to a head.
2: Yeah. It's, I want to go. Whatever happens, it's going to be the most consequential because it is the end, isn't it? Like, um Yeah. Horikoshi's basically said that he was planning to end the series this year, and then he, uh, like the other day, a quote came out from like one of these conventions where he was like, "Oh, maybe it will last a little bit longer," um, but no, like, and you can way- kind of see
0: that to be honest in the in the kind of like how he's pacing the manga. But we'll get there.
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can.
1: This is my bad. and I'm just going to back to something that Mills said about like it being long running. I just think as fans, there does reach a point where we know what to expect. Um, and especially in shonen, yeah, especially in shonen, especially in shonen, which I feel is it's so easily predictable. Um, but I mean, we still enjoy it though. There's something very comforting about kind of like, okay, I know how this flows, I know how this plays out. Uh, I mean, but it's a double edged sword. Is like when you get into such a I feel groove or like the you know the the gears are turning and this then if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Essentially, but it definitely reaches a point where you're like, okay, you have to like either up the ante somehow or you have to like, you have to somehow make this more consequential. You have to make this more like up the stakes a little bit somehow, some way. And for me, just as personally as a fan, I just felt that. He, horror coach, he kept trying to, but it just wasn't hitting a mark in my head where I'm just like, nah, like, I feel that you can go higher than this, or yeah. I feel that the consequences can be better, like harder than this, or I feel that there can be like a bigger sacrifice here that we're just not getting. And then, I mean, there was definitely a point where he did, which I'm sure we're about to talk about in a minute.
0: Right. Well, well, Turtle, I want to ask you, considering that you were at one point like closely like covering the series, not necessarily that you like you hate. Oh, my God, I'm not going to do it. I mean, I'm sure it is. But season five, I do believe, was a point where people were just had general disdain for my here academia. And I don't know if it was just exhaustion or just the fact that kind of like nothing was happening. But how do you yeah. feel like, especially with season six premiering, what, what do you think they've done since then that kind of like... Because it, it feels kind of refreshed and invigorated a little bit.
2: Yeah, you're right. I mean, Season 6 does have the advantage of, like, it's adapting the best arc in the series. So, like, that's that, that's like a great place to start with. Um, and in terms of Season 6 so far, like, the animation, just everything's been great. The problem with Season 5 was that not only were they working with sometimes material that wasn't the best during the joint training arc, but they also kind of messed around with the timeline. So, like, they put certain bits before other bits, and it didn't really make sense. Um, for example, uh, halfway through the season, Hawks was working for the uh, Paranormal Liberation Front, which is an o- which is an organization that didn't exist till the end of the season. So it was yeah, it was really weird the way they swapped things around. It didn't quite work, um, and so a lot of people kind of just turned off. Like many, I saw on Twitter, a lot of people didn't even continue watching after a certain point. Um, so it was really disappointing. And then on top of that, at the time, the manga wasn't really that great as well. And yeah, it was just—it was just everyone was just really down on the whole series. Um, right now, like you say, it's an inflection point. The anime, I would say, right now, is amazing. It's so good, uh, and the manga right now is is pretty good, but it's not right. the same peak as it was during the first war arc. That first war arc, everyone was like, everyone was losing their minds every single week. Like there was something. It
1: happening. was something because expe- I mean I feel like. Just like watching the first war arc and reading the second one, which I feel is really cool that we're kinda of experiencing these two kind of major wars at the same time. Um but the first war arc I felt that it was just something very organic about it. Mm. Like the surprises, the battles, the the you know, um you know, Dobby Shigaraki, all these like little things that are just like starting to to pop up and these surprises and these backgrounds that are coming. Um i i don't know something real special about something you're just like it was
0: it it was the threat like to me this is like the threat that was always looming so they lost i think a major major point in the series was when they lost all might as a character because could no longer just show up and start punching the hell out of things and quite frankly to be honest in the series you don't even remember much of all might um especially when you hit the season six (laughs) um Not that he's not there, and not he's not a, but he's literally there. Is it's all on Deku, it's all on Mm. Shigaraki now. Yeah, and um, you reach this point now where every episode, and that's kind of what you want out of an anime, right? Like even when you when you think about the movies, because a large part was was season five was everything got detracted because the rumors was that they wanted they were working on the movies, put a lot of focus into the actual movie itself, and then the movie is like, it's great, but like, eh, eh um was it worth but it? yeah was it worth it at the end of the day to be able to 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 sacrifice telling the story where season six it seems like they put all the i mean even the animation the one thing i've been begging for in the last number of seasons was you look at pieces like you know attack on titan and you look at like one piece and you look at like all the first i know you're mid on this but demon slayer which is quite frankly, one of the, every episode is like a movie at this point. And you realize that My Hero Academia at some point has to step it up like immensely to be even the, the bar has been um, set a little bit higher just in anime in general. And My Hero Academia was meet that in season five. I mean, I remember I was looking at the episode and one of my favorite parts of the series is um, the Aizawa and present Michael meets Kuro and it's great and all and it's emotionally gripping, but I just thought it was just so like, I was like, damn, they look so like they flat. And, and not, they not just look like they doodled it. Like, <laughs> like uh. it just, it just didn't look like it was given the attention that it should. And I think it's such a major part because this is where they kind of find out like, oh shit, it's going down. Um, mm. But season six, I mean, every episode has been to me, the first five episodes, and we can talk about the last episode that they just aired as well. With Shigaraki finally waking up and destroy yeah. like that visual itself is to me what the series has been missing. It's been missing violence in a way that's like unmitigated, un you know, deterred, just complete. It's it's missing that big looming character. Yeah. Um and 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 Shigaraki is finally here and he's finally arrived. Yeah, I think and I it's just more in, like, oh, my bad. You can go. No, no. Go
2: ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, like, one thing I loved about that whole bit was, like, you know when the first user, like, speaks to Deku, and you just hear, you just see Deku's face. Like, he was terrified. Exactly. He's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I hey. loved it. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's coming.
0: <laughs> Run.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Listen, he was telling everybody. To get, he knew it was coming. It's, it's the immediate
0: threat. He heard, um, heard, uh, Boosie. Boosie's daughter and thing, we told you is he coming? <laughs> He's coming. Um But no, I mean just everything about where we're heading in this series, and it just doesn't stop. Like it, to be honest, it's this the season-long thing. Um everything is just I mean, does do does anyone have a favorite moment thus far about the five episodes that it kind of aired? Uh, and and kind of what's the major difference they've seen from this season to like past uh, at least the past two. hmm
2: favorite the, moment the void. We have... oh well you know what that was that was a oh, that was a really interesting moment because you guys remember the panel in the anime was so like intricate and it's like yeah. it's difficult to convey that on the screen cuz when i saw it i'm not saying it's bad it was it was, it was pretty good but like cuz the background was white like in the anime i was like oh okay like i was expecting more like some kind of like ethereal like colorful weird background here and it was just white mm. so that kind of felt flat but they did a good job so I'm not, I'm not complaining like it was as good as they could have done it i think
1: i think for me like the white i think shigaraki especially during this moment it, he's so like i'm he's locked in on his mission I feel like the 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 white background and everything how everything felt so plain. That's just how I just see him as a character right now. Just like bro, he doesn't care about like these floating memories of his family and all these other people. Like he's like, no, nah, I have a mission and like I have a thing that I need to get done. Like there's no gray area for me. Everything is clear cut. Hmm. Um, and just seeing that moment and like when he first sees um all for one and he's like. Why does your face look like that? But he's like, man, I don't even care. Like, let's let's get to work. Like, let, let's <laughs> yeah. get to this let's, let's do what we gotta get done.
0: It's it's I don't know. Like the visual, first of all, I love the little the little aspect of it. I'm not sure if they put this in the manga itself, but him destroying the X, X guy and taking his quirk. I'm not sure if they actually showed that in the manga. So I actually do love that part because. I think he just shows up with a cape and I was like, that's kind of cool. Like you're it's inferred that he destroyed the guy, killed the guy, and took his cape. Mm. But you finally get to see it in action. And oh wait, him and one just... thing about
2: sorry, one thing Go about on. that moment that I liked. So you know how like Exus has like the laser quirk, obviously, yeah. The thing yeah. I loved about the anime, yeah. when Shigaraki puts his hand on Exus's face, the laser's still going. Like Shigaraki's just just like brushing it off like it's still, it. <laughs> yeah like it's still going off in his hand and he's just like d- doesn't care like it doesn't matter i like that detail
0: it was everything in this latest episode to me i felt like it was the first true haunting episode since like um I mean, there's a couple like haunting. Mo- I think when Lamillion loses his quirk, I was like, "Damn, that's kind of crazy." I think reading it more for the first time, it was like very unsettling for me. And then when I actually saw it, I, I guess the impact had worn off. Um, and then when they kidnap Bakugo originally the first time. I was like, oh, and they kidnapped kids and they beat up like twelve kids too and they had to go to the hospital. And, <laughs> and like so much stuff is I was like, damn, even as like imagine you go on a field trip and you come back and like the it's the worst thing on earth to be like not only kids have been kidnapped but they've been beaten up and stolen and all this other stuff. It's your worst fear as just like parent or human being or anyone who's concerned about that. So I thought that was very haunting. But this I think is like the and I'm and I'm interested to see where they go because I think um shigaraki as the series goes on um you know with all for one, they, it gets a lot more unhinged and I would love to see artistically kind of like where they go with that. um
2: now oh go ahead um well were you talking about manga shigaraki just then or anime shigaraki um anime
0: i was about to head into the manga to be okay. honest though um but i think just in general so i want to i'm going to move over to the manga itself because last year it all also had its issues as well and i'm talking about uh, around this time last year the star and stripe arc premieres um or at least starts yeah. running and I don't know very critical not a lot of people happy with the end of it to be honest with you um mm. i i see why people weren't um but i want to yeah. ask you Tur- turtle at least now in retrospect now a year later with the context of all of it do you have any different different opinions i'm not sure where your opinion was then but do you have any different opinions on the arc now how it fits fits in context with the grander scheme of things
2: yeah so um i do it- the Star and Stripe one was interesting because there are two main consequences that come out of it. I mean, the first one was that, I mean, by Shigaraki fighting Star and Stripe, it kind of delayed his, uh, his his body's completion by a few days, but that didn't really mean much. So we can kind of put that to the side. The other thing that matters that's become more relevant since then is the whole theme about like passing things on to the next generation. Because I'm pretty sure it was even just the last chapter. Um, Star and Stripe's mentor, that fish looking guy, like he was talking about how like her sacrifice was necessary for like you know to save the next generation or whatever. And then as he was saying that, we saw Edshot moving in to do what he did with Bakugo. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was relevant in that sense. Like you got an adult here who's trying to save, you know, the young kids and stuff. Um, but ultimately what I think Star and Strike was all about was Horikoshi. He's like, I know the series is ending soon. I need to do something really out there, really cool. Because it was a cool sequence, like even if it didn't have that many consequences, it was still a really fun thing to see. And when it's animated, it's probably going to be insane. Um, So I get it. Like his series is ending. He just wants to add a new, a new cool moment where he can kill off a character. Cause let's be real. Like if this was Deku versus Shigaraki, like it's not going (laughs) to happen. So like, yeah, so he was like, I want to do something like this. Cause that, remember that moment when uh, Shigaraki like touches her face, that was so epic, but you can't do that with any of the main characters. You can't do that with Deku or Bakugo or, or even All Might, I think. I mean, maybe you could, but, but like he's less willing to do it with those characters. So he was like, I'm going to write in this new character to do all this cool stuff. Um, but it was kind of it unnecessary. Was like a, it was like, like a he, power scaling battle. Like you just, yeah. He did this just
1: to show you how strong Shigaraki really is right now.
2: Exactly, exactly, yeah. So like you could take it out of the series and it not make that much of a difference. But that being said, I'd keep it in. It was fun. Um, but in con- n- not that many consequences um yeah how do you how do
0: you feel how do you feel as the war arc has gone on now i mean this this latest war arc it seems like the final war um yeah. well obviously uh it seems like the final war arc but how do you feel like it's gone because to me when it began i think a lot of fans kind of were with the anticipation of like I hope he doesn't rush through this and fucks this up because it seemed like when you announced that the series is ending, it's a, it's a, you know, a double-edged sword. People are able to lament and kind of look back and like, Oh, this is amazing. But then you have people now looking towards and pretty much looking forward to how the hell the series is going to end. And like, now we're just speculating as opposed to kind of like taking it in as an actual story itself. Um, How do you feel like this war arc has been going thus far Especially compared to the one that's airing now.
2: You actually make a good point. Because if I didn't know this was the final arc, I actually think I would have been enjoying it more. Like, now that you kind of mentioned that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: it's... it's... Go ahead. Now that I know it's... Yeah, because I've been looking at it the whole time with the view that, yeah, this is the end. And so, from that perspective, I have been a bit disappointed. And I'll tell you why. It's mainly down to Shigaraki. Shigaraki, from the beginning of the series, was like basically the same as Deku. Like, slowly each season, he was building up in one way or another. Like, in the beginning, he started with basically not knowing anything. And as the series progressed, he got stronger villains on his team, like Darby and Toga. And then he got the quote Destroying Bullets. And then he got his power-up during My Villain Academia. And now, who is Shigaraki really? He's basically all for one inside a Shigaraki body, for the most part. Um, The real Shigaraki is kind of dead. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. when we look at the chapters, it's mainly all for one in control of the body. And it kind of seems like he's not going to come back. And even if he does, he's probably going to be redeemed in some way. Like, And that's coaching.
1: my yeah. No, so, I'm saying that's my thing right there of just like, they're giving him a way out and I get it. He's a kid. And I completely agree with this, like this theme of like the next generation, making a better life for them and whatnot. But like, I don't, as much as I love Shigaraki, I don't feel that he deserves like a, not that he doesn't deserve but like i don't want to see him have a happy ending i don't want to see him with a way out and i feel that them doing this whole like he is now completely lost into all for one thing allows him to do this whole like i'm gonna reach a hand in and help him out of this dark place
2: <laughs> yeah it, the, that is, that's exactly it it's the setup um for tenko Shimura to to come back and stuff so yeah right that, and we haven't really yeah.
0: And and, and sorry, one of the more disappointing things thus far is that we haven't really seen him in all of his, like, splendor, like, fully 100%, 100%, like, I don't even want to spoil it. I mean, we see him kind of, like, in the war do his thing, but we don't really, like, we never really see him being able to unleash, like, how that Deku at this point? He is like, yo, I'm throwing Black Whip, and I'm combining with Fajin, and then I'm going to run across this, and then I can do, you know, I can punch people, and they move in four seconds as opposed to three seconds, and blah, 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 <laughs> And he got the whole kit in front of him. He's like, oh, I'm doing 120%. I was like, I didn't even know that was possible. Um, <laughs> But we haven't really seen, I mean, I'm sure we're alluding to it thus far that we're going to see how fully... Uh, you know, the full stretch of what Shigaraki can actually do. And I hope it's not like one of those Goku moments where uh, Deku's like, Aizawa, chill. I got this for now. And like (laughs) one of those kind of things, throw him a senso Um, bean. Um, (laughs) Throw him a senso bean. But I, I say that was probably the most interesting thing, but I, in terms of what I've enjoyed about this war arc thus far, I think what he's managed to do is, and it's something that he's always done, has create a great balance between all the events that are going on and giving them some weight. And yeah, you go a couple chapters without seeing probably your Fae, but it's never really too long. Um,
2: yeah, true. The, the, the one thing we haven't seen for ages is, is Toga, because... Um, you know how they like they foreshadowed that she might be able to kind of use twice his blood to kind of use his quirk? That was something they foreshadowed a, a long time ago, and we haven't seen her for ages. Um, so I'm guessing, I, I don't even know. Maybe he forgot about that. I guess not, but it's been so long that I, I've kind of just been yeah, waiting. We come at- back
0: to the island and they're running for their lives.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just a bunch of togas running around. Actually you know what while, while we're here i want to get your opinion on something how did you feel like this was something that was speculated since pretty much damn near the beginning of this how did you feel about um ayoyama being outed as the traitor of the series
2: yeah i thought it was uh okay um it was predictable definitely um i think it's better than being invisible girl though when it was invisible girl i was like oh my god are you serious like <laughs> she's even more relevant than he is so yeah i was i was disappointed with that one but then when they When they switched it around the next week and it was Aoyama, it it was a weird... You know what? Herakoshi kind of... uh, He was kind of smart to do it that way. Because by giving us the worst option first, being Invisible Girl, like when we saw it was Aoyama, we're like, okay, well, it wasn't our first choice. Like, it's not great, but it's better than what you told us last week. Yeah. You know what? We'll take it. We'll take
1: it. I mean, then they also had that weird, you know, Aoyama episode where he was like stalking Deku.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And so that's what made it kind of obvious.
1: Yeah, like you know, they they did he did some weird stuff, man. He was moving, he was moving really weird amongst his friends. But to me, it,
0: in terms of just the story, it's in terms of just the traitor of it all. I feel like it wasn't there were clues, but there was also like ways it couldn't have been him. I don't feel like they laid it on not necessarily like heavy enough cuz you don't want it to be too obvious, but you can go back and you see a couple of things like him you know during the during the um the kidnapping arc and 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 Dobby not seeing him clearly i mean i hope at least he saw him but not destroying him or something along those lines but it never really felt to me like oh okay like we've got here's it it doesn't feel like you know when you unfurl something and attack on tie-in. and you're like, Oh, I can go back to season two. And mm-hmm. I can you can clearly see this, this, yeah. that, and the third. It kind of felt like, okay, we're testing this. It may not be him, but in case it is, we have at least have this evidence. Cause it very well could have been invisible girl. Like she's invisible, like duh. But yeah. it could have been anybody at that point. I mean, AFO's I the, connects
1: are big. I think the motives is what kind of killed it for me. I was just like, if I'm going to have a traitor, like, I don't want to be a, I'm sorry, he had a gun to my ribs, so I had nothing to do. Like, I really wanted to be on some, like, nah, I really just don't mess with y'all. Like, I've been I've been yeah. sitting here from the jump, like, nah, you know, like, one of those feelings. Like, this just felt like, well, my parents told me to do it, so I had to. I'm sorry, guys. I was just like, ah. Uh, like, it's not no. really a traitor. That's just a kid in a rock in a hard place, man. I'm just exactly. like...
2: No, I agree
0: um, 100%. Of course. And so I want to say, because we got to let you go. Um, what are you looking forward to in season six? What is the moment you're looking forward to seeing animated? And and then I'll put another question. How do you think the series ends?
2: Okay, so moment I'm most looking forward to. Uh, can I say two? Two moments? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so... First, one is that whole thing when Endeavor and Shigaraki were having a fight, and then basically Shigaraki beats him down, stands over his body, and lifts, raises his fist in the air like All oh Might. That was the <laughs> awesome, one I'm looking forward to, and I think it might come next week or maybe yeah. the week. Um,
0: I, I was hoping this episode would end with Endeavor showing up with like a fist, and, and that would be kind of how it ends, um, yeah. but fine, it'll happen next episode.
2: Yeah, because I, I remember reading that. I was like, this is so disrespectful. Like, <laughs> this is the number one hero. You're just standing over him like he's a joke. Oh, yeah. No, nah, he,
1: yeah, he, uh, he creamed him. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was not a good look for an Endeavor fan base. We had to go, we had to go back to
2: the charts on that one. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, uh, the reveal that, uh, we all know what it is the Derby reveal. Um, that is something, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Because, like, you experience it in the manga and it's, like, so hype. And then when it comes to the anime, you know what's coming, but you're still excited. Like you want to see this moment that got you so hyped. You just want to see it in like, you know, animated. It just it's, it gives you a different feeling. Um, mm-hmm. So I do want to I do want to see how they do that and like the music when that drops, and I want to see like Endeavor and Shoto's reaction because the anime like has more scope to like show show them like you know screaming or or whatever they want to do. Um, right. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to see those two moments. Um, and what was the, what was the last bit of the question again?
0: How do you think the series ends based on the direction we're at in the manga thus far?
2: Oh, right. How the, how the manga ends.
0: Yeah, how the manga ends. Sorry. Yes, oh, okay. how the manga ends.
2: Oh, wow. Um. Well, I've always said that I kind of see Shigaraki. So we, we spoke about him being redeemed. And, you know, that's the whole conversation. But one theory I always had was that in the end, Deku takes all for one. Like, he basically unlocks all for one. Um, I had a whole theory video on it, so you can check that part out about how it happens. But um, he uses that to basically remove Shigaraki's all-for-one quirk. And then at some point in the future, Shigaraki is basically given a second chance of life, like literally rewound back to being Tenko Shimura. And so we kind of like see, because we all know he's a victim of circumstance, right? Like he just happened to be someone that all-for-one targeted. Um, But if he wasn't, then he probably would have grown up to be a hero. Because, you know, we do know that he loved heroes when he was a kid. So my theory at... At the time was that you know he might get rewound at some point after the series is done and he gets to basically start his life again from scratch in a new environment and we see how things work out. And I still think that theory is possible because every other week we see Tenko Shimura kind of like bursting out of you know, trying to trying to escape from all for one's um mind control kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's something that is still plausible and I think it's maybe even likely because it's not looking like it's not looking like Shigaraki's gonna go out sad. It's looking like he's going to get redeemed in some way um, because he's been put in such a sad position. Um, and yeah, so I think that's definitely one thing that might happen. Uh, in terms of like Deku and the rest, I- I'm not really too sure. I know they're all going to survive because if they were going to kill someone, they could have killed Bakugo and they decided to chicken out with it. Um, <laughs> horrible. Such a, oh my gosh. I don't yeah, even get into it. That, that, was-, that was disappointing because we know it's the final arc so you could have killed him. You If you wanted to, you could have done it could have but yeah like the fact he didn't do that i i just don't know I, I think they're all going to live all of the class 1a are going to survive um so yeah they'll be fine one thing i am interested to see it i'll be honest with you i, I don't actually think harikoshi is going to solve this it's the whole problem with the the quirk singularity and how each generation is getting stronger and more uncontrollable based on where we are right now I don't think that in a year's time or less we're gonna have an answer to that problem there's like so many things that he needs to wrap up with so many different characters that that almost i'll call it like an existential crisis of quirks how are you gonna solve that on top of the whole war that's going on right now like Mm. i don't i don't think that that's even gonna be solved so i think when the series comes to an end yeah i think that's still going to be lingering in the air like how do we stop the Quirk singularity because quirks aren't going away every basically every person in the world has them so unless he has time a way... skip <laughs> time oh, maybe. i mean you... we're gonna
1: go full avatar the last airbender and he's able to like remove people's quirks and like
0: <laughs> you know they just mm-hmm. fast forward 10 years into the future yeah we found a cure i mean but
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be interesting like people just like walking up getting their vaccine or whatever and then just... yeah <laughs> i haven't got a quirk anymore great um yeah well, yeah. actually, now that you say that, they do have the quote-destroying bullets. Like, that does exist. So, I guess, yeah. maybe if they don't one... want it, they could just be like, you know what? Take yeah. it. I don't, I don't need this
0: anymore. Uh, well, but, then they have to use Aerie to... Do... Well, actually, I guess they don't have to use Aerie to thing it more. Anyway, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of things in this series that still have to be wrapped up. Yeah. Um,
2: I think that's... Because remember, like, he was always saying... Well, he said last year about how he wanted to end it this year. And, like, there's just so many loose threads. There's just no chance anymore. Just no chance. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. Turtle Quark, thank you for blessing us on this episode of The Lookout, my friend.
2: Oh, thank you for Um, having me. Of course. Appreciate
0: you much. Appreciate you. I mean, if you'll see this in the bio, but where can they go find all of your great content and stuff?
2: Uh, On Turtle Quark, uh, on YouTube, and also on Twitter as well. Uh, I always like to have more Twitter followers. So, yeah, check me out on YouTube and Twitter.
0: Um, he has a great Chainsaw Man series. He has great Attack on Titan. If you need to be, if you need thorough explanation on Attack on Titan, please go follow this man because the the way you have opened and simultaneously blew my brain with some of the stuff that you've explained and all the stuff that I didn't even read um, has been amazing. So make sure you check that out. And uh, yeah, we'll be right back on the lookout. I really liked that interview. I enjoyed
1: talking about my hero for once and it's not a thousand people just yelling
0: <laughs> mm. Very, you know what fine i i, that was, I completely see that that was right. that
1: was like the most um calm and collected and like logical my hero conversation i feel me and you have ever been a part of
0: i'm gonna keep it with you i could have done that for another two hours oh yeah definitely really? that was good conversation
1: Shout i could have done work. that
0: I could have done that way way longer. Um, I would like to say, I we don't give awards on this thing. We don't give any kind of praise, um, or anything of the rather. I would just like to say this week, I would like to give a little bit of praise to one, uh, two, two, two. Um, gosh, see, see, now I'm bugging. I fuck completely forgot the name. Um, what's that manga we're reading about? About the girl who lives in the house with the dude, and. Blue, oh, uh, blue box, blue box. There we go. Why escaped me so much? I want to give great applause to Blue Box chapter this week. Wow,
1: I said, I, I, yes, whoa, I, 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 I whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm glad we got this on tape on record. We got this. One. You can't scrub
0: this, buddy. Wait a minute. Do you think I don't like Blue Box? Are we doing the Pokemon thing for me now? I yeah. Like I, you know what? Listen, I don't feel like you're the biggest fan of Blue Box. I don't think you I see.
1: Think, I don't think you see it in the same light as in which I see Blue Box.
0: I, you know what? Fair. And I think that holds the same for the Pokemon discussion we had earlier. Um, I do not. But I think the perspective this entire chapter surrounding um what's her name uh hina yes and it's surrounding her and her thoughts and kind of like summarizing it up and also expressing it was incredible it was actually uh it was very um gosh what would I say I would uh equate it to um it was very uh, trying to find homeboys uh this who's go
1: ahead go ahead no i was gonna say like this chapter had the same intensity as the war arc but (laughs) (laughs) instead of instead of killing people and heroes and villains this is love we're talking about
0: i would say it was very fujimoto-esque
1: yeah it was definitely Fujimoto. not a lot of just like think boxes and feeling and, and emotion yeah
0: Right, right, right. But without the looming sense of murder or something crazy about to go on. Like I would say that this chapter, you know, it people who have not read Blue Box, um, what is wrong with you as of the if you're a manga reader, please go ahead and read Blue Box. Um it was a great chapter this week. I gotta give him credit. It might be my favorite. Actually, I don't know, because Spy Family... We're getting into the big spoilers on this thing. Spy Family as well. Great chapter. I mean, who does not love an entire school bus getting kidnapped? Um, Just a, no, a classic. You know, you stick to
1: the classics.
0: Classic trope. Classic trope. Classic trope. Um, Chainsaw Man was also great this week.
1: Oh, Have yeah. Got- they are... It seems that they're getting better each episode.
0: It's, it's it's really good.
1: And I think, and I know it's been a while since me and you, like, talked about Chainsaw, man. Uh, wow, saying, like, t- two episodes ago. Yeah, um, but
0: we don't need to go long for a minute. But it's still I, um, pretty good.
1: No, but, like, what I told you, like, last time, I know we were talking about, like, man, it looks so clean. And that was something that kind of threw us off. But, I mean, I text you this, too, of the cleanness works because of the color palette that they use. With the characters and the backgrounds like uh, how the colors play off of each other it it makes up for that cleanness and gives it this like slight darkness Like you still get like a little bit of that gritty feeling
0: it is not lost on me that the manga chapters and the anime comes out literally half an hour apart (laughs) it is not lost on me i was like damn they really in their duffel with this one um, and the ending song is, it was probably the best one of the series thus far.
1: Wow. This you're full of surprises today.
0: Oh, okay. Well, listen, I do the damn thing. Um, with that said, again, thank you guys for listening this week. Interview with Turtle Quirk. Want to give a big shout out to Turtle Quirk once again for being on this episode. You know what? I could, should have asked him. I've been meaning to ask this for like two things, but we've, we've had such a limited time with our guests. Um, I'm, I meant to ask him about the 90s versus 2000s versus 2010s, which has the best anime thing. But you know what? That needs to be we, our next conversation. we I feel like it's a little... We'll, I don't want to think it right now, but I do want to get there. I feel like it's a good, like, before we summarize what happens in this year, we got to get to it. and Because I've been watching
1: Outlaw story. Star, too, and that's been so good. Huh.
0: Okay, I need a 90s anime to run back to. I really do. Outlaw um, Star. I Lost Star? How long is it?
1: it's give me one second. It's not long.
0: I wouldn't give you uh twenty six episodes. Yeah. Yeah. See? I'm quicker with the trigger. You are much uh, quicker than me. <laughs> I'm on a laptop. Um but yeah, with see, that said, I'll definitely tune into it. Um but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, you can follow me at Meals TV. You can follow Jamal at only at LJ. And you can follow the Lookout at the Lookout RNC on Twitter and the Lookout on RNC Radio anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Make sure to just listen, rate, subscribe, share, um, retweet. Please retweet. Twitter is really the only social platform we use outside of Instagram. So if you can share an episode, share an episode, you know what I'm saying? If you want to see us thriving, winning, sitting, um, you know, we would like to be alongside RDC World and being invited to the Black Panther premiere for no particular reason. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, like, shout out to my
1: guys, too, because they kind of, you know, they cleaned up nice. Listen, I, ain't see no, I ain't see a bad fit on them.
0: There's money, bro, money. <laughs> listen, I ain't filming no anime house, but goddamn. Oh, um, no, I ain't
1: doing all that, bro.
0: <laughs> but still, but still they're doing the damn thing. So make sure um you share and support the podcast. And uh yeah man, we'll be back next week with another episode. Don't know what it's gonna be about, but it's gonna be a banger. So uh yeah. What what did AD always say on his sign out? Drink more oh, water.
1: Listen, uh always watch more anime, read more manga, and be on the lookout, only on the lookout.